Hi everyone, thank you for joining Getting Real with Real Estate with Karen Beffar of the Beffar team every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on SinaiRadio.com, on the App Store, available on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to all the previous shows as well. If you want to reach out to us, our number is 347-988-2526 or on social media at the Beth Art team. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for all the feedback of our previous podcasts that are basically any topic that you want to hear about real estate. We service Brooklyn real estate. So a lot of it does differ from Jersey or other areas, but if you have any questions that I could be of help, feel free to reach out. So I wanted to talk a little bit about home inspections and it could be, we touched on it briefly in the past, Wanted to go a little more in depth and just discuss that with you, all of you tonight. So what is a home inspector? A lot of people get mixed up with an appraiser, a home inspector. Let's just clarify that. So a home inspector can either be a licensed engineer or someone that's just a licensed home inspector that is comes and checks out the home that you are about to buy and gives you their opinion in writing or an audio cassette, an audio cassette, whatever. They give you, I guess, some sort of uh, audio version of the recording. And basically, in Brooklyn, in New York, inspection is done before contract. So once you have an accepted offer, you schedule inspection. At the same time, you put together a deal sheet and the attorneys start talking but inspection is done before. And I have had cases in the past that um, buyers are buying the home for their kids and they don't own a home in Brooklyn and in Jersey inspection is done after contracts are signed. I'm not sure if it's in a turning review or after that I do not know, but many times it happened twice that I could remember that buyers said they want to do inspection. No, once we're in contract, let's do it in contract, but you have no protection. If you find something major, a, a buyer that was buying a home recently, not through me, through through the owner, but I wasn't, you know, just helping her out. So there was termites. There were termites, a significant amount of termite damage, and active termites in the home. And inspection was done before, but some home inspectors, especially if you're a licensed engineer, you're not licensed to do termite inspection. Go figure. So they did a termite inspection only when they were in contract and they they backed out of the contract, basically. So I like that in New York, it's basically done before. So when you sign, you know what you're getting into. It's not like you're signing and all of a sudden you're finding out issues later. And, you know, let's be honest, the homes in Brooklyn that I sell, they're not all new construction. They're 100 years old. You know, we're going into 2020 and some of the homes are 1920s, 1930. So definitely the homes are old and a home inspection is is needed. There are always going to be issues. So after a home inspection, if people ask me, did it go well? I'm like, it depends what you call well. If you're expecting to live in a hundred year old house and not maintain it and expect it to just, you know, run on its own and you're buying a home from someone that didn't maintain it, then no, there could be a lot of issues. So buying a home from someone that maintains the house is so important. Someone that takes pride. Like I love when my sellers take pride in their home. 
And not every seller does. Some sellers, they really put down their house. And I'm like, I stick up for them. I'm like, what do you mean? It's your home. Every home is different. So it's not as organized as you want it to be. Or you work full time. You can't do this. But it's your home. You know, take pride in it. So a home inspector, that's their job. I'll go into it in a minute a little bit more. What's an appraiser? An appraiser comes down hired from the bank. And they come down... Once you're ready in contract and you submitted your mortgage application, then an appraiser comes down to appraise the value of a home. So let's say you're in contract for 1.2 on a property and an appraiser comes down. They want, they want to know the bank is giving you a loan. So the bank wants to know we're giving you a loan of like 900,000. We want to know is the house really valued at that number at the 1.2 in case you foreclose on it or something happens, we need to be sure that we're protected and the house really has that value that you're claiming it to be. Because people can make up numbers. There's a lot of things that go on, not clean things. So I did not have an issue with an appraisal in a real while. Um, I, when I started out, one of my first deals in Marine Park, we did have a major, major issue. We put it together. You know, it was right when I started, and the appraiser that came down was from Long Island, which used to be most of the appraisers were not from Brooklyn. But recently, the past, yeah, two, three years, I would say most of the appraisers are from Brooklyn. They know the market, um, but sometimes they did not know the market. So when I started, and I gave in comps and everything, and they were refusing to change the value. It was like 40000 off. So we all had to chip in from our commission. It was just like... Everyone had to, you know, make a, do something to make it work. But that's what an appraisal is. An, an appraiser comes down, right? It's an appraisal report. It's the value of the house. And there's different things they check for. Like some issues, if someone has an oven in their basement, um, like a, you know, Pesach oven or a, an extra oven, then they generally want you to remove the oven, put it away, and cap the gas line. That's... More recently, the past year and a half, two years, they've been requiring that. I didn't see that in the past. And there are a few other things that an appraiser looks out for. So make sure you have someone to guard you with that. So tonight, today, we're going to be talking about a home inspector. And home inspectors just come in. Most of them give you a written report. Well, if the buyer is there, obviously, you walk through the house and you learn about the house. Buyers always ask me, should I be there? I love when buyers come. I always go to home inspection, someone in my office, me or someone in my office. Um, I learn a lot from home inspections. I, I learn what to point out to buyers. I learn what's an issue, what's not an issue. Um, it educates me. I, I enjoy going. I don't enjoy construction, but I enjoy learning. And the little nuances at a home inspection, you definitely pick up over the years. And every home inspection makes you more knowledgeable. So basically, at a home inspection, I like when the buyers come or one of the buyers, if they can't come, they can't come. They get a report and, you know, I definitely keep them posted. But sometimes the sellers are there and they point out different things that, you you know, different, you know, hiding spots, little closets that have, you know, access to different mechanicals. So I, I like when the buyers are there, they point out things that we didn't pick up before. If they're not there, they usually get a written report. I know there's one home inspector that records, actually on a cassette, he records um, the, home, the home inspection. I don't like that style. Everyone has their own way. I don't like it because 
attorneys like to review the report and an attorney is not sitting there listening to two and a half, three hours or two hours, two, three hours of a, you know, waiting to hear, you know, the, on the, a minute into the report or an hour and a half into the report, what he said about the roof. It's a written report. You just go, you s- slide through the pages and you can just find easily what you're looking for. If there's an issue, attorneys like to review the report and the if there's termites, attorneys like to review, there are a lot of issues that can come up, and a written report is much easier. Everyone does could do whatever you know their preference is. And like they say, not every home is the same, not every agent is the same. Obviously, not every home inspector is the same. I have ho- I had home inspectors in the past forgot to check the roof, or they there's clearly an issue with the electric panel. So some of the issues that could come up is let's say the electricity. It could be 70 amps instead of 100 amps. 100 amps is the basic. There's 150, there's 200. 100 is the basic. Anything below 100, some banks will make an issue out of it. And some, when you want to get insurance for your home, 70 amps is not enough. So obviously it's more of a risk. So some insurance companies will not give you insurance or will charge you a high premium to get insurance if there are 70 amps instead of 100. So that's one thing to look out for. I had a home inspection where there was a Federal Pacific panel, which has a recall, and uh, generally the buyers get a credit for a Federal Pacific panel, which it's like 1200 around to replace that type of panel. And I had home inspectors that didn't pick that up, didn't pick up at 70 amps, didn't even check the roof. Just like a lot of things that I'm like, I was shocked out. So if you need a recommendation, feel free to reach out. And there's, you know, a lot of cool new gadgets these days that home inspectors use. There's like a thermal imaging. They could, you know, scan the walls and see if there's any leaking in the walls. They have like, you know, a pole to go on onto the roof. They stick the pole with a camera and you see live, you know, live time, real time. They attach it to their cell phone. You see a video of the actual roof and they take pictures of it. So a lot of cool gadgets that are, to our advantage so basically a home inspector it takes between an hour to you know two three hours max if it's a big home if it's a multi-family then yeah it could take three hours but an hour hour and a half basically to three hours is the length of time it takes the home inspector walks through the house and I like the home inspectors that's like a running record they go around and they're pointing out as they find things I just find the buyer appreciates the house better that way. They know the issues. They know what they're cut. Every house has issues. Let's put it that way, as I said. But if you know what you're dealing with and you know how to deal with it, it's a different story. Like termites, there are many homes that have termites. And you get it treated. And there's a warranty for like a few years. And if you need to, you get treated again. So sometimes buyers freak out. There are termites. But Many homes have termites, especially in the spring is when their active season is, and many of our homes that we had, so the seller treats it. Not a big deal. Sometimes I had a home inspector say it's too infested, don't take it. Could happen, but the more educated a home inspector is, the more they know how not to make an issue out of it. You know, there's a, a handful, less than a handful, of home inspectors that I like to use and refer, but sometimes we're stuck if it's like a, you know, legal holiday and we need the home inspection that day it's crucial for the deal to close and we need the home inspection so the the buyer will bring in someone 
that they heard of, and they make issues out of dumb things. I'm all for laying all the facts out. These are the issues. This is the positive. Make your decision. You want a house? Yes or no? I rarely, rarely push buyers into buying a home. I actually don't. So, but sometimes, like, they make an issue about the drain in the outside needs to be drained, and they make a whole issue, like, the drain in the backyard, the leaves are clogging, and it could mess up your system. It's a solu- basic solution. 45 bucks, you bring someone in, you snake, snake the line, and you're done. So, like, you can make an issue when there is an issue, and what type of issues can come up. So, in old homes, sometimes you walk through, the parquet floors are squeaky. You can't change that. That's in Brooklyn, unless you rip it up and you put brand new flooring. So, if the house is 16 wide or, or less, a lot of the homes are, then not a major issue. You don't really find foundational issues, like structural issues that the house is, you know, missing support. It's not so wide. If you have a house 23 wide, which is significantly wide for Brooklyn standards, 23, 25 wide, I've had homes like that, and the sellers redid over their basement, the previous, you know, sellers redid over their basement, and the contractor took out the beams saying, you don't really need it, the main support beams, then yeah, you definitely could see it. A lot of times you see sagging, and you don't realize, like, where the sagging is from. So that's that's an issue that could come up. Asbestos. Asbestos is also something that some buyers basically freak out on, like really freak out. They Asbestos was used to insulate hot, uh, basically hot water pipes. And in the past, it has a some cancerous material that they claim can cause cancer. So if it's intact, if the asbestos that's, you know, usually in the basement wrapping on on the heating pipe, if it's intact, the sellers generally don't give a credit because it's intact, it's not friable, which is when it's like crumbly and could go into the air, that's when it's an issue. So if it's friable, generally I have the seller take care of it. Sometimes if it's a hot house and many people want it, I'll tell the buyer, listen, it's like $1,500. Depends how long it is. It could be 1000 2000 Generally, there's not so many, so much asbestos. That's generally the price range. I'll tell the buyer, listen, for 1500 for 2000 it's your choice. Walk away. Sometimes it's a matter of like ego. They want the seller to pay for it. But at the end of the day, $2,000 over 30 years, not a big deal. So asbestos can be a major thing. There could be asbestos tiles on the floor in the basement. A lot of times you see, again, if they're intact, most home inspectors say to leave it. If you want to pick it up, you can. You know, recently we had a deal that the buyer was like neurotic about the asbestos. The seller took care of it and like offered to change the sheetrock and the carpet in the basement. But, you know, he wanted to check out. It was just like too much. So sometimes people can get overwhelmed. If you own a house, and you want to know if you're planning on selling within the next year or two, and you want to know if you have asbestos, take a picture, send it over to my office. I could tell you how it looks like. I could give you a number. We have a few um, asbestos, asbestos removal companies. If you could take care of it before your house is on the market, that's much better. I always recommend that to sellers if they want to do it. Sometimes they don't. You know, we just had a home inspection. It was quite a nice amount of asbestos, but it was intact. And they don't want to give a credit. 
and I left it at that. You know, there's only so much that I could push. So that's another finding that a home inspector can find. There's also termites I discussed a little bit before, definitely treatable. And when you apply for a mortgage, you need to treat a termite. So sellers generally take care of that. Not always, everything's, everything could be discussed. Sometimes sellers want you to take it as is and they let you do a home inspection, but they don't care what you find. You know, they're not, they don't want to do a second round of negotiations. And I like to tell that to my buyers as well. I give a little, you know, pre-home inspection speech that it's a hundred-year-old house. Yes, you are going to find things as long as it's decent and in decent condition, it's solid. There's some things could just be changed over. Yes, if there's an issue with electricity, then I sometimes have the seller, you know, definitely pay for the difference if it's a 70 amps or if it's a Federal Pacific panel. If there's asbestos, again, if it's friable, I generally have the sellers, and sometimes the sellers don't want to. It depends if there's any active leaks. So in New York, the contracts have to be free of leaks unless you're buying it as is. So any active leaks definitely need to be taken care of. If the roof is actively leaking, then I generally have the sellers patch it up. Even though buyers say, oh, put a brand new roof. They don't need to do, put a brand new roof if they could patch it up, and they, they'll give it to you free of leaks. So I definitely find those are the main issues when we do home inspections. It's electricity, asbestos, termites, leaking, and like structural. Everything else, yes, he could say, you know, one of the stovetops that doesn't work so well, you have to, you know, push the gas range on a little better. Or, you know, the doorknob is loose, the door doesn't close all the way. There's so many little things. But at the end of the day, you're doing a home inspection, you know there are going to be issues, and you just check out whatever you can check out, and you're buying a 100-year-old house, so there has to be some comfortable, you know, level with buying a home that's that old. So, it's basically both parties agreeing on the repair process that works for them. Sometimes sellers say, listen, I'll give you $5,000 if we can, you know ascertain that it really does cost that much then they'll give you and you take care of it sometimes the sellers say you know what i'll take care of it i know someone who you know fixes air conditioners the central ac is not working we'll have someone take care of it so it really depends as long as um, it gets done then that's fine so people always ask me how could me i as the seller prepare for a home inspection so there are ways sellers can prepare First of all, if the garage is locked, make sure it's open. A home inspector is always want to check the garage. It's part of your house. They want to make sure it's leaking, no structural issues, there's no tree leaning on it, no termites. So that's also uh, leaving the garage open, making sure the mechanical rooms are accessible. I know that some people do put storage items inside their you know, boiler room, which is dangerous, quite dangerous. But as a seller, if a home inspector is coming, just do them a favor and clean up near the electric, you know, where your all the mechanicals are, electric panels, the boiler room, hot water tank, and things like that. Make sure everything is accessible. If um, you're a seller and there are tenants there, you know, make sure the tenants also, are, the apartments are accessible. If not, they give you the code. I've been to home inspections at the 
home inspector said the seller said yes don't worry i spoke to the buy the tenants and then we show up it happened two weeks ago we show up and the tenants like flipping out that they don't know and I, I don't blame them i'm always sensitive to tenants because i was a tenant myself when the sell when my landlord was trying to sell and it was so invasive so i'm always careful with tenants but at the end of the day i work for the seller and um we need to sell the house we need to gain access but we're definitely sensitive to that um and in terms of do buyers and sellers both need to be there I like when the buyers are there just for themselves. They can gain knowledge when they see a report. It just sometimes just looks so much more negative than um, being there in person. Whenever I'm done a home inspection, I always like to do like a wrap up. Okay, so what did we find today? How are we solving it? What are we doing? Instead of saying, okay, let me wait to get the report in two days and flip out over it for two days. So it's a you know sensitive time. Buyers finally got an accepted offer. It, very excited, but can also be nerve-wracking so I like when buyers come and I like when sellers are home too because sometimes home inspectors just assume things oh it looks like the homeowner removed this wall that's why it's sagging but then they could explain what they really did or in a, a lot of positive things as well sellers could explain you know when, when we redid the house and we gutted it 20 years ago we put we reinforced it with you know strong beams like metal beams and not wood beams so that's important. It's something you don't see, but it's super important. So I like when sellers are home as well. You're not on top of us every second, but a balance. And basically, that's a, this is in short a little bit about home inspections. And once you, you're done with your home inspection, you give your broker the go-ahead. Attorneys talk. Hopefully, things you know will move smoothly. I always like to tell buyers that home inspection is not round two negotiations even though i have heard home inspectors tell buyers uh, don't worry you'll negotiate get ten thousand and we'll cover everything i have heard that straight out and i'm like why do you even put that concept in a buyer's mind if they're their homes have issues yes you're buying a home if the sell even if the seller took care of it issues could just come up even one of my own agents bought a home and the boiler just broke that same weekend they moved in when i bought my house the um, a few years ago the water pipes there was an older person living here and now it's a whole family moving in where within like a week the water pipes just busted and we had to you know replace it it was a big job happened to be we signed up for a special program through the water water bill that they cover all the exterior pipes leading from the home into the street it was like a twenty thousand dollar job and they covered it but you're moving into a home there are issues that could come up expect it so that's basically it thank you for joining us tonight getting real with real estate with your host karen befar of the befar team if you would like to reach out to us our number is 347-988-2526 we love all the feedback we're getting, texts and calls, our, our social media. If you want a topic for next week, feel free to reach out. Thank you again for joining. All the best.